and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. This is Lucas, and on this week's episode of the Presenter Mastery Podcast, we're going to hear David dive into the topic of why. Why are you holding your presentation? When preparing a presentation, it is so easy to start preparing it from a what, when, or where perspective. In fact, 9 out of 10 people rarely give a thought to why the presentation is important for the audience, but rather they focus on their own outbound message. We had a look in our archives and we found this gem, a recorded webinar from a few years back, and we wanted to bring it to you here as a listener to the podcast, a chance to get trained and inspired by David and our team. So have a listen and make sure to take notes, because as always, there's going to be a lot of value in this episode. Here you go. So what I'd like to address today is the absolute core, the most important thing in every single presentation that you ever deliver in your entire life. And that thing is also the biggest problem. Now, me and my colleagues, I have 10 associates who also deliver trainings and seminars and coaching in this particular subject. Whenever we go to a company and we meet a management group, And we ask them, what are you going to deliver? Well, they all know the question to that. But when we ask them, why are you delivering it? Only one out of 10, one out of 10 have figured out why they are going to deliver it. And then this one person goes like, I've got it. I know why I'm going to deliver it. And I go like, wow, yeah, there's hope. And this person says, because we need to earn more money. I'm like, that is probably the worst, mis- the worst why I have ever heard in my entire life. Now, the power behind this is if you, in your presentations, if you give the audience a why that they want to hear, if you get them motivated, they will vibrate, they will desire, it, you will become magnetizing your subject, your idea, your presentation. They will, they will desire it, which is quite the opposite from falling asleep. So friends all over the world, Y2.0 builds on Simon Sinek. So this is a quick talk based on why in the golden circle, but also my own take on it and my own perspective, because I've been delivering the golden circle for 15 odd years now. And I'd like to give you my perspective on that. And uh, my promise to you is this. If you use the knowledge I'm going to give you, I can promise you that if you haven't used it before, you will perform 100% better in your presentation. It's quite a good promise for the next 30 minutes. Okay, so it's time to ask ourselves, how is it possible? How on God's earth is it humanly possible that you have nine intelligent, sharp, high up in their career, Nine individuals who haven't given a thought to why the audience should listen. It's an audience of a thousand people. That is kind of the worst insult you can give your audience. Why haven't they figured this out? And the same thing goes. If I were to ask you now to present yourself to a colleague just after this presentation, and you hadn't heard this presentation, you are very likely that you would have delivered it from a what, where, who, and when perspective. Not why they wanted to listen. And that is a big difference. So 
after doing this for like, I've done maybe 10,000, maybe 15,000 people. Do you know, the recollection I get is that people are probably just very egocentric. They're pretty egoistic when they present. They go from their own point of view and they present what they think they want to say, not what people want to hear. So the first takeaway from this is concentrate on the audience why. Why should they listen? If you can find that why, you can create desire and magnetism for your audience. It'll be the absolute opposite to not having a why. So let me give you an example. Looking at communication from an out-to-in perspective, people tend, communicators tend to start with, what am I going to talk about? How many PowerPoints have you seen where the first slide is the subject or the agenda? I assume quite a few. And then some of them, they go like, yes, but what is, it's just not enough. I need to add something more. So they add how they are going to do what they are going to do. And then they might add where they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and what they're going to do it. And perhaps, perhaps when they're going to do, where they're going to do it, and how they're going to do it, and what they're going to do it. And finally, who they're going to do it with. This is what the absolute majority of presentations look like. Have you, have you heard one of these? If not, I'm going to give you an example. Imagine that the IT manager comes in and says, Hello, we are going to launch Lotus Notes 30.0. Lotus Notes 30.0 is an emailing client, a scheduling client, and a to-do client. We are going to launch this by these 10 beautiful PowerPoint slides. And where are we going to launch it? We're going to start in Finland, go down to Denmark, Holland, France, Spain, and Portugal will be at the very end. And when we're going to do this is June. We're going to carry on through the summer and hopefully we'll be done by December. And the people involved in this project are the following individuals. And a bunch of images with names under them pop up. Can you see the audience in front of you when hearing something like that? Are they going mad? Are they going like, whoa, this is insane. Are you kidding me? Is this what we're going to do? My God, I'm mind blown. Is that their reaction? I think not. I'm pretty sure it's the opposite. You're looking out over the ocean of people and you go like, why are you sleeping? And why are you sleeping? And why has none got any questions at all? But imagine if this IT manager just went to this webinar and just learned that the only thing they had to do is actually consider why the audience wanted Lotus Notes 30.0. Because as a true British, at least I'm half British, half Swedish, I like to go to the pub. I, uh, I'm okay with the whiskey, but I prefer a beer. I like to play pool, but I prefer playing darts. So imagine myself, I've got a dart in my hand. I'm going bullseye. It's 50 points. The question is, what is bullseye in this context? So imagine the IT manager comes out and says this to begin with. Hello, all of you. I know there's been some problems. Uh, I know that when you start up Lotus Notes 25.0, it crashes about five times a day. 
And apparently, random emails, they pop up, or rather, when you send emails, they pop up to random people, which can be a bit bothersome. And when you print something out from LotusNose25.0, the printout prints out in a different country, which is a bit annoying. Would you agree that all these three things are pretty annoying? And people will be going like, yeah, and we're upset about it. And then the IT manager says, but do you know what? We've been trying out version 30.0 in uh, Germany. And it's perfect. No crashes, no random emails going off to random people, and no random printouts. Do you want it? And people are going, yes, yes, we want it, of course. Tomorrow, yesterday. And then the Portuguese, who are now last in the face of delivering this, they're going like, but why do we have to wait till December? This is unfair. While the Finnish over in the corner, they're going all crazy and mad because they're having Lotus Notes 30.0 next week. Just find the why, give it to them, and you can make people vibrate. Okay? Now that's tips number one. Find the why. So let's have a look at tips number two, and that is the following. There are two whys. Two whys. Yes, two whys. Two individual, different whys. So what is the second why? It's your why. But why does that matter? Well, if you show your audience your why, you can create interest by far. Because imagine if I came into this webinar today and you were sitting there listening and I came in like this. Yes, hello. Well, it's Friday, you know, I should really do something else, I guess, but uh, this is fun. Yeah, so I'm um, just going to take through a couple of things and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy that, I guess. So yeah, are you ready then? Because thanks to something called your mirror neurons, which are placed at random places in your head, you feel what I feel. So when I show that I'm proud of my subject, you feel the same. When I'm happy, you are very likely to feel the same. If I'm upset and angry, you'll feel the same. Because that is how emotions and contact between, between people and human beings work. So the thing is this. That before I go into these seminars that I deliver, I've got seminars I've delivered a thousand times, word by word. A thousand times, word by word. Can you imagine that? How do I get stoked? How do I get motivated every single time? Because before I go into the room, I ask myself the question, why do I do this? There are two answers to that question. Number one, I get paid and I get paid good. Option number two is that I answer it by saying that I know that the knowledge I have accumulated during almost two decades, I know that if I can give that to my audience, I will change the way they present. I will change the way they communicate. I will possibly change their lives in so many ways. What an honor to be here and doing this webinar with you. Do you think these two whys will make a difference in my presence and my energy on stage? They will make the entire difference. When you go to work, 
there is a risk that there is a third option, and that is the worst one. The third option sounds like this. It's where you don't ask yourself the question. You don't ask yourself why I'm doing this. So you're kind of living in a haze, sometimes in a lie, sometimes in a truth, but you don't know. Ask yourself why you do your work. Ask yourself why you do your presentation. Ask you why you want to deliver this. And if the answer makes you vibrate inside, give that to your audience. It'll make a world of difference. So yes, there are two whys. The audience why, your why. Let's get back to the audience why. Let's have a look at a smart model for you to find the audience why, because people are different. Human beings are different. They have different interests. Therefore, they have different whys. Now, there is a model which is called the six human needs. Need number one is security, to feel safe. So when you're standing there as a manager and you're going to give them a why, you have to focus on we have to earn more money because if we earn more money, we'll be more safe. The company will be more safe, secure. Your employment can go on forever as long as we earn this money. And these people are going like, yeah, wow, I'm in for this because that's what I need. The second one is that you have variation. So you have a group of people who desire variation and they're like, I'm fed up with this. We've been doing the same thing for years and years. It's the same thing. I'm bored. If you as a manager, you have a group like that and you go into them and you find that that is the case, your why should be, we're doing this so that we can create new opportunities, so that we can dive out into new realms of this industry. And these people are going, like, yeah, we're stoked. We're going to do this. Third one is significance. So you have a bunch of people whose top priority in life is to be significant. What's on their business card, their title, how much they earn, where they live are all very important things. So when you've got an audience like that, you say, why should you listen? Because if we can earn more money, we will grow a bigger brand a grander brand, maybe the greatest brand of all. And if you are associated with that brand, you become that brand and you feel more significant because of exactly that. So the why would be incredibly different from the one just before. The fourth need are people who desire connection. The most important thing in their entire life is connection to feel connected with a group or a bigger entity. They want to be seen. A good why to them would be, we need to earn more money. Because if we earn more money, we can install video conference equipment in every conference room in this entire company. We can have more conferences so we could all gather and have fun and enjoy each other's companies. We can have more meeting which are constructive and maybe even entertaining to each other. We can create singing groups and dancing groups in the company. And these people are going like, finally, they hear me. Finally, I'm getting that thing. I'm in. I'm going to earn more money so that we can create these things. 
The fifth and the second from last is growth. Now, these are very conscious individuals. Yes, they are. So what they want to hear is that they have potential to grow in this company. They want to hear that, hey, you can get this career through this company. You can get this education. You can, you can learn this. You can educate yourself in this. You can work with these people. And you'll grow. And you'll become amazing at this. Career paths are endless. And they feel, I'm in. I'm in for earning more money so that I can climb in my career so that I can learn this so you can send me to this program. The final and the last one, and this could actually be the most powerful one. I'm not saying it's like a general one, but it could be in a way. The last one is sharing and contribution. Sharing and contribution. So if the manager comes in and says, we need to earn more money, no, we don't. We want to deliver more of our services because if we do, we'll make more people happy and we'll make the world a better place. And there are a few things that human beings unite to stronger than that thesis. Look at Elon Musk, SpaceX and Tesla, for instance. In a study in the US, Tesla was regarded as the most stressful company in the US, SpaceX second. In the same study, SpaceX was regarded as the most exciting workplace to work in in the US. Tesla after. The most stressful and the most exciting. It's an interesting combination. But the thing is, when they wake up, they hear Elon Musk's vision and legacy, which is, I want to create, I want to make the human race an interplanetary race. I want to move them outside of Earth. I want to save the human race. Not by just reducing CO2 on the planet, by actually moving them out into space. Waking up with that why, and you ask yourself, why am I going to work today? Why vibrates in you? So one day, it came to me like lightning, and I understood what my why is, my, my global why is. And I share that with my entire team, and that is that our legacy as a group, is to give free communication to all the children in the world. Free communication training to all the children in the world. Because I think it is so utterly unfair. When I went to school, there wasn't one lesson where I was obligated to learn how you function as a human being or how I function as a human being. Not one lesson, which is insane. You don't get to learn the most important thing in life. It is the definition of insanity. So I want to change that. I want to create a learning program with virtual reality, with gamification on the mobile perhaps, that children want to participate in so they can learn about oxytocin, dopamine, reptilian system, limbic system, cortex, orbifrontal cortex. How does their brains work? How does this machine work? And how does that work in relation to others? I came up with this why about one and a half year ago. Since that day, the development of my company has gone from kind of this development to this development. People are knocking on the door of this manner, practically going like, please let me in and help you. I'll do it for free. Let's do this because life is not fair. To summarize, if you can't see this through the webcam, security, safety, variation, 
significance, connection, growth, sharing, and contribution. Look at your team, ask yourself, which one ignites them? And if you have maybe this one and this one in the same group, deliver two whys so that both are ignited. So far, I've given you three things. See to it that you apply why into your audience. Second, I've taught you how to identify the why based on the personality of the people in the group. And thirdly, I have taught you that there are two whys separated from each other, but both can create energy in your audience. And that is your why, and that is your audience why. Okay? I'm going to end off with a bonus, and the bonus is going to relate to how does, how does all of this relate to the brain? And just say a couple of words on that. So this is a modern brain. You um, can define the brain in a very, very simple term from the tribunal model. It isn't entirely correct, but it doesn't really matter because it's the context which is important. This section here, which combines part of the amygdala, is called the reptilian, or can be defined as the reptilian system because we share certain reptilian traits. This section here is version 2.0 of the brain, which is called the limbic system. Boom, it's where you feel emotions, love, excitement, happiness, or not. Version 3.0 of the brain is the cortex. This is where you have your logical being, your, your logical thinking, your reasoning, your language. And it's important to know that we have three versions of the brain. But again, this is going to be a different webinar coming up. So have, just look forward to that. What I want to relate to is this. There is a misconception that what, how, when, where, and who. That what, when, where, and who can only hit the cortex. And that why is the only key into the limbic system. And this is obviously incorrect, because if I, if I give you a seminar now on a subject which is super provocative to you, that is a what. Provocative is an emotion. Emotion can be found here. So what can bring emotion? A how can definitely bring emotion. If I say that, hey, let's go to town in the snow, Let's walk. That is how we're going to do it. And the other person is going like, I am not walking. This can upset them. It can create an argument. Or they can go like, yeah, I love the weather outside. Let's do it. Are you following me here? That there is a common misconception that why is the only key to the emotional limbic system and that these hit the cortex. Not true. But the thing is that it's often that way. As I just described with the Lotus Notes 30.0, the manager said all those things, and they were very, very just logical. They were very dry. So those versions hit the cortex. So it can be and it can be not. So I don't want you to get stuck on that notion. But what I want to pick up is that the why is special. We put a little heart there. The why is special because it can deliver something that what, where, how, and when has a difficulty in delivering. And that is 
that Y can create motivation. When a person understands why they're going to do something, they become motivated. So where do we find motivation in the brain? Well, it is fairly spread out. It's part of the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system. But what's important with motivation is this. Motivation creates a signaling substance in your brain, which is dopamine. And dopamine is a beautiful signaling substance. You wouldn't be able to live without it. It, is, it holds such a power in every single presentation that when I deliver trainings, I spend four hours training people in dopamine, how to create it, when to create it, and why and why not to create it. So to build your dopamine, a webinar, a little bit in the future, is going to cover everything on dopamine. We're going to do 30 minutes on the most powerful signaling substance in your brain, in your audience brain, if you learn to, if you learn to create that in your audience, you can create attention in every single instance for as long as you wish. So I hope you feel dopamine now for that coming webinar, don't you? The four psychological effects of dopamine are, you get increased focus, get increased motivation, you get increased creativity and your memory works a lot better with motivation than without. To give you an example of memory, I want you to think back when you went to maybe like sixth grade or ninth grade or something and it was Monday and you had a test on Friday and you went like, oh, I don't want to do the test. But you were super disciplined, so Monday came and you did, whipped yourself and you studied. Tuesday came, you whipped yourself and you studied. Wednesday, and you whipped yourself and you studied. And you carry on like this until it was Friday. And you're smart, so you typed out the test. You did excellent on the test. But my friend, how much did you remember four weeks later? I think the amount that you remembered four weeks later was pretty sad. Because you studied on discipline, not on motivation. You studied on discipline, not motivation. Discipline doesn't create dopamine in the same amounts as motivation. So imagine this. You had a Monday. You had a test on Friday. And the test was Portugal, history of Portugal, maybe the language of Portugal. And you knew that you were going with your girlfriend or boyfriend that weekend to Portugal. And if you could just learn this, you could, you could be pretty cool because you could order things and you could have that edge when you're going around. It would make it easier to communicate with people. That would make you truly motivated. So you would study Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You would write the test as it was nothing because that was not the important part of the process. The important part of the process is that that Friday evening, you got on a plane, you flew to Portugal, and you had the best weekend of your life because you can interact with the people there. And I ask you four weeks later, how much do you remember? I think that was quite a bunch. So in training and education, it is, of course you can learn, through, 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 learn things through discipline. You can, but it just takes so much longer time. I'll ask you this question. When you deliver presentations in the future, 
would you say that these are important in your audience? That your audience is focused, that it's motivated, that it's creative, and that it remembers what you're saying? Yes or no? Yes? Now imagine the opposite. The next time you deliver your presentation, people are not focused, not motivated, they're not creative, and they can't remember anything of what you said. Is that even an option? I don't think so. So your only core focus in your presentations should be to deliver dopamine. And I've given you two tools today which can do that. And they are the most important tools. I'm going to give you loads of other tools in my next webinar, as I said, but I just want you to take them with you. If you give the audience a good why based on the six human needs, if you find their why, make them vibrate, they will be focused, they will be motivated, they will be creative, and they will remember whatever you said during your presentation. And the second thing is your why. When you were in, again, ninth, ninth grade, maybe the subject that you liked was not the subject you thought you'd like, but the subject that had the most amazing teacher. The, the subject where your teacher loved the subject so much, so you could see them vibrating into their room every single day. You could see their eyes glowing of passion when they spoke about the things in their subject. That dopamine that they were feeling for their subject transmitted to you as a student and you got to love that particular subject. Not because you wanted to, because it was contagious. These are the two most powerful things to create dopamine in other human beings. Don't tell people what they're supposed to do. Don't just say what and when and where. Get them to understand this. And you can move people. You can move mountains. You can create entirely new engagement in your teams. So my friends, we have come to the end of my first webinar. I feel, I feel so energized. It's going to be hard to take Friday now, but I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn stuff from Sweden over and out. All right. We hope you liked that presentation and that you brought with you a lot of value in how to create a strong why with your presentation. Now, we'd love to hear your thoughts about our show. So if you're listening to this, please screenshot the episode and tag us on Instagram with Presenter Mastery. We'd also highly appreciate it if you would like to give us a review on your podcast player, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or somewhere else. The more feedback we get, the better content we'll be able to release to you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.